Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. James and I try to alter our realities a little bit by going to see all the pretty lights at the botanical gardens. The Descanso We We realized quickly we should have taken drugs upon uh, arrival. Um, I had a couple edibles in my purse, which didn't really kick in, but it was super cool except for all the people. There's a lot of people. It was a little chilly. Nose got a little runny. Oh, bubba. Oh, bubba. Then I got a little little sad and had to wander off alone. Really? What happened? Just, you know, the mu- it's more the music than the lights. After like an hour of just... Yeah, so there's like different like- uh, <laughs> installations you can approach. And it, it's a lot of ambience. There's one area... Ambient, yeah. So it the thing is, is, I don't like being centered. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's why you for- self-centered. Yeah. Fine, but centered, centered. That's wow. why you had to go take a walk and shake it away. off. <laughs> You're like, I need a sig. Just keep everything locked up tight. <laughs> Can I get a low bar den <laughs> so I'm more comfortable? Welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Sitting in today is our great friend, James Fritz. Oh, thank you. It's Fritzy. good to be Fritzy's here. Finally. Fritz comic. <laughs> How are you? Things are good? Yeah, I'm good. Great. Yeah. Great. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, guys, I'm looking at my email, which I'm going to close because Andrew is running the show for this episode, but just got an email from Team Weight Watchers. Payment authorization failed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I've i been doing some 2020 cleaning, and uh-huh. here's something. If some of you guys get a little lazy, if you have PayPal accounts, and when so many oh, places yeah. now give you the option to pay with your PayPal because I'm always like, where? Like, I don't understand where this money's flying out of my account from. Like $20 at a time, you don't realize you've accidentally signed up for a continuous monthly auto pay, and then you can go through your PayPal account, and it shows everything, and then you can just hit, like, cancel, unsubscribe, no more payment. And I think I'm, like, I'm at least now going to recoup, like, $80 a month off of accidental PayPal shit. Wow. Yeah. It happens. But I was like, listen, I haven't picked up the Weight Watchers app in about six months, so I'm not going to pay for it anymore. It was really fun to like look at your bank statement and figure out oh, how you fucked up and who's taking your money without yep. getting anything in yeah. return. Well, it, here's my hack. Just lose your have one credit card and lose it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reset. A, then you get a new one and they can't do anything. And also, let the other, let the other shit expire. Mm-hmm. Don't put in the new numbers. Boy, mm-hmm. will Blue Apron come mm-hmm. after you. They're like, are you sh- are you sure you don't want any more Blue Apron? I'm like, I mean, I love to leave prepped meals rotting in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly Another, love Another uh, tip is um, scrub off your own fingerprints. <laughs> Be- <Yeah. laughs> That's why you got that sand. Get that matrix orb and just uh, you know, vamoose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I did a little. I did a little. I know that this is probably one of our last episodes of January by the time this drops. But I have been taking the opportunity to kind of clean a little. I emped like it was boring as hell. But I, mm. I poured a glass of wine, put on some good music, and I music cleared, for plants. Music for plants, and I cleared my email inbox. <laughs> I cleared all my unread messages because they wow. give me anxiety. Well, I still have about three hundred to go. Wow, that's but a I lot. oh, I'm I took like it down. 
I, I'm just like this is this is oh, a, this is a battle I'm not gonna win. I hover around. Let 80. it be. Eight eighties, eight zero, eight zero. That's amazing. That's where. It, but it, it never gets below like seventy. Oh, I'm at like the fourteen thousand mark at this point. Oh. I don't care. I just like I don't erase things. I just like keep it there. I have no control over it. It controls <laughs> Where's me. Where's Brian at? Thirty six thousand five hundred ninety seven. What? How do you? What yeah. if you? You work for a living though. What if someone needs to email you? How do you? Well, do you look at it and then just go, huh? Yeah. yeah, we look. Nothing gets locked. <laughs> but you don't just, you don't delete it? Yeah. I hoard emails, okay? Well, I hoard them. You just, I would just start a new account. Be like. Yeah. No, just burn up, more. just burn everything and start anew. <laughs> Shut her down. Chernobyl it. Anyway, it's, you know, it's, there's so many, uh, Zillow likes to email me a lot. I need to unsubscribe to yeah. see things. Oh my God. I do, then okay. it like starts back up again. And Everything's like, too much. Everything emails you. It's too much information. It, it's mm -hmm. insane. Everything that's going into your promotions Look, or social. There's other parts of my life that are doing just great. I'm thriving. My credit score's <laughs> through the roof. I know, Andrea. You know, mine's taken a fucking, fucking downturn, but that's okay. I'm living it's on credit. It's totally fine. Now, what is a credit score? <laughs> <laughs> It was is that like the 7-Eleven app? The point? Kind of. Yeah, That's... it is. It's a reward program <laughs> internally, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for I'm sure. Doomed. Well, it is time for some server submitted stories. <laughs> Here's the part on the podcast that we find out that James can't read. <laughs> He's like, I would have texted you, but I only know how to. I only know how to do the thumbs up emoji. That's why I say yes to everything. I'm very busy and confused. Just thumbs up for everything. You're just like, here comes the jumble again. Oh boy, I'm just gonna thumbs up the jumble. Thumbs up the jumble. That's my favorite Guns N' Roses song. I'm up to the jumble. <laughs> you can't, you're the one can't read. <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm dumb. Oh, anyway. Like the idea of Axl Rose shaming illiterate people. Thumbs up to the jumble. You watch you read, read. I'm going to let you learn how to read, baby. You're going to be trapped in an endless cycle of poverty. First story from at spooky action. Hey girls, just want to say I can't love your podcast enough. Thank you. Thank you. I currently work a really boring corporate graveyard job, and I'm a little sad that I've run out of episodes. I listen every week. Um, you've kept me company on many a boring night shift. That's really great. Thank you. But when I was finishing school, I worked at a pretty well-known, pretty divey pizza shop in the middle of downtown Salt Lake City. Last call in Utah is 1 a.m. and we're open uh, and serve till 3 by the slice. So you can imagine the kind of traffic we get. <laughs> I'm there. I think lines at the door. Um, think lines at the door at 2 a.m. Even in December. Crazy place. I could tell you a dozen stories. I've had to call EMTs on girls passed out in the bathroom, chased crackheads uh, out of the place. You name it. The funniest and most satisfying story, however, has got, and it's GOT, so I thought it was Game of Thrones for a second, has got <laughs> to be, has got to be the time one girl came in at probably 2.30 in the morning. She wanted to buy like three whole pizzas, which we don't really do that late since we've like had a hard time serving <laughs> slices to people in line all night long. We told her that and she was pissed and drunk um she thought she would pull a fast one on us and name drop our owner and saying that they were friends sure lady go ahead she even goes as far as to call him at 2 a.m which he doesn't answer and she starts crying and steps out of line uh i think she was out of line the whole time right what? guys um Eventually, the guy she's with bought a bunch of slices and tipped well, probably because they felt bad that she was had just thrown a fit uh, and her backup plan had backfired. I'd never felt more happy while running around covered in pizza sauce and flour. Thought you'd enjoy. Thanks again. Oh, my God. Drunk slobs. Drunk slobs who want pizza. The, I, I will. The, the... Are the luckiest slobs. <laughs> That we can't get any copyright infringement. That's not a real song. Drunk slobs Drunk are the slobs. pizza is slobs. I will tell you, 
the pizza rage is real because mm. usually by the time you're at the slice shop, like it's too late already. It's too late. You've you've exited the bar, <laughs> and now the repercussions of all the alcohol is like you're like under lights and you're like I need to fix this with food. You're like it's taking so I don't understand your pizza. Everybody, all the drunks are online waiting for their zaw. Yeah, and then everyone just getting like what what is known uh, among my group of friends is the impatient asshole burn when it mm. comes straight out of the oven and you're just right in the mouth. You're like ah, the skin on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. That's probably also accounting for a bunch of the crying girls and people passing out from pain uh, from eating their pizza too fast. But uh, it is fun when you wake up the next day and you're like, why is my mouth? Mush. <laughs> oh, like, all right. Ass, impatient Alcohol asshole and burn. Hot yep. But uh, I gotta say, the pizza person—they're your buddy. Okay, you don't start shit with the no. the pizza person holds the power. And you will see them again. You will see that. Yes, you You're will gonna, see them again. Yes. I was a regular mm-hmm. at a few places. And no one gets drunk. late night yes. pizza yeah. once. Just be a behave drunk. You know what you're getting into. It's a fast paced moving like pop if you're using, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're if you're working in a place like that. Uh, but that's amazing. Thank you for submitting that oh, spooky sh- action. Shout out to the friend who stepped up. That's a horrible ro- yeah. role to be put in. That is a rough one. Always have that extra dollar bill to just jam in that tip jar at the pizza counter. Don't yeah. be an asshole. Yeah. It's only Always. like three dollars to get your little drunk ass fixed with some hot cheese and sauce and help them out, man. I want pizza. Give me pizza. Oh boy, here goes nothing. <laughs> uh, at Mr. Chancy right. So I just found your podcast and I'm fucking living for it. Anyways, I've got a million stories from being a line cook in an open kitchen, I bet. Uh, but one in particular gives me so much joy that I relive it every time I'm feeling down. <laughs> wow. So I worked at a fancy restaurant for about 11 years, and the greatest thing I've ever gotten to see happened at lunch. I was training new cooks because everyone knows lunch line cooks are the dumbest beings on the planet. <laughs> wow. But that's barely the point. So it was around 2 p.m. Lunch is winding down, and everyone for the dinner crew is starting to show up. So the joy happens as a 15-top bachelorette party who seems to be already smashed, comes wandering in. The best part? They've got a blow-up male sex doll in a gimp suit that they filled with helium. Ball gag and everything. The hostess, who was maybe 16 or 17, walks them back to a table. She was horrified. Meanwhile, the whole kitchen staff is just fucking blown away. The bartender is calling the owner to figure out what the fuck they should do. So what happens after a long phone call and a, and a whole bunch of line cooks just staring at the table in amazement? The bartender gets off the phone, walks over to the young Christian hostess, and tells her that she needs to make the floating gimp, trademark, uh, go away. <laughs> the hostess walks to the table, visibly shaking, and asks if she can have them remove the floating gimp. All they, t- <laughs> All they tell her is that they aren't leaving. <laughs> Nice. So she fucking coat checks the doll. (laughs) That's a poetic phrase. So she fucking coat checks the doll and walks back to the table with a coat ticket. Needless to say, that small girl was fucking broken instantly. She ended up quitting the next week. But if there was any good news for her, we in the kitchen felt so fucking bad. We cooked her dinner every night for free until she left. Aw. I'm sure I'm missing a few points in the story, but that was the best parts. Thanks for reading this. Signed, a former line cook from Traverse City, Michigan. Yeah. Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> that means Traverse fucking city. Dude, Fuck. yeah. I mean, hello. Just the operative word is bachelorette party. Yeah. Wherever they but, go. Not even that, like between lunch and dinner. I it's know. It's early ass Bachelorette what party. What have they been doing? I think they were doing a bachelorette bar, bachelorette bar crawl. And they're like, we need food now. Two awful tastes that taste worse together. A bachelorette bar crawl? Like, those words should never exist <laughs> in the same sentence or an invite or idea. 100% not. Okay, you keep your terror to the nighttime. Yeah. I tell you what. I'm you gonna go put- to comedy shows and ruin those. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to put check the gimp on a t-shirt. Coat check the gimp. Coat check, check the gimp. gimp. Oh my God. All right. I'm writing that down. This is like, I mean, at first, you know, I wasn't really giving it the full, I'm like, why is the kitchen being like so mouth agape or whatever? And then you're like, 
Okay, just everyone stop and let's visualize <laughs> a male sex doll with appendages probably out, wearing a ball and gag, mm -hmm. floating. Hungry, floating. The floating. floating. The tables. Unruly. <laughs> just down. Willy nilly. Oh, yeah, right? And 2 p.m. 2 p.m., babies. That's wild. That's pretty awesome and crazy. And as someone who has family and has spent so much of her life in Traverse City, Michigan, it is a growing little art scene. Don't get me wrong, but it's conservative resort town as fuck. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All the richy riches come up from downstate, okay. and very nice. they want their they want their nice lake trout and Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, I find it smashing, simply smashing. Oh, you guys, as always, those stories just tickle, tickle our funny bones. We're right there with you. Um, if you have any fun server-submitted stories to toss our way, tales to tell, we actually have a new email address. Sideworkpod which at gmail.com. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. Um, you, know, you can still DM us, but this is going to be better if you have a longer story, and we'll mm. be able to keep track of it a little bit more, but still... Because you don't we're... delete your inboxes. No, no, I no. do not. I, this one oh. will not be deleted. This is one inbox that will never be deleted. Oh my God. I have anything to do with it. Or you guys could just email Andrea directly if you would like to be hoarded. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to go down in like a national treasury or directory of emails from all out the 2000s. <laughs> it's, into a the new, new... it's a new fetish. If you want her phone number, just message me. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I'm into it. I'll, I'll hoard you. I'll hoard you guys. Well, James Fritz is in the room. Um, I want to chat about your history of being yeah. in the service industry. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. W where to start? Where to start? <laughs> you choose. Well, I mean, I guess well, it all started. <laughs> well, I worked at a pizza place in high school, but I was like in the back. I was like washing dishes with like this broken dishwasher that would like spray hot water all over you. So you'd end up like wet. <laughs> At the end of every shift, on top of smelling like pizza dough. Was so it you good pizza? So you smelled, you smelled like a yeast infection. <laughs> I, was a, oh my God. I was a virgin with a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that pretty much describes my high school uh, life. And um, so I did that, and then I worked in a coffee shop in Bowling Green, Kentucky, in college, called the Java Hut. Of course. Yeah. Of okay. course. And uh, late I 90s, did not... early on. Late 90s yeah. when we called coffee like, Java. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cultural center. Um, no. We're going out for was some the cool Java. Coffee shop or it what? was the cool coffee shop. Of course it, it was. Yeah. It was, uh, the owner was really cool and he hired like kids and we could play whatever music we wanted, play records. That's the first place I ever told uh, any joke behind a microphone, actually. And. Um, and then I didn't do it again for years. And then, <laughs> and then open mic night at a coffee shop? Yeah, something like that. So but we, it was like an everything open mic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the poetry <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, slam, yeah. the slam poetry and, yeah. And then Fritz being like, uh, Jesus is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got <laughs> biggest laugh he's ever got to this day. <laughs> you know, college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and but I was so bad. I would never call myself a barista because I could not do the fancy stuff. I tried to learn. I was just not good at that. And then I worked at Southport City Saloon in Chicago for four fucking years. But like, yeah, it was a nightmare run by an idiot. <laughs> but we're the really nice beer garden. So during wow. the summer, it was swamped. And then during the winter, you'd make like $20 a shift. But, That's uh, fun. We were just talking about the slump. Why were you there? Why is you four years? It's a lot of time. I'm too. bad at quitting bad jobs. <laughs> I've always been bad at quit. I'll just be like, this is my life. Oh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm just always been bad at quitting shitty jobs. And then I worked at Spitz out here for about two years. And they just like stopped scheduling me because the one of the regulars who gave uh, the manager's Coke didn't like me one day. Okay. And yeah. so I stopped getting scheduled. And you were like, I don't I give like, a spit about you? <laughs> you or what you stand for. And then I found out later one of my other friends who worked there had been sexually harassed by the owner. So don't eat at spits. Okay, because I haven't yet. And I was going to ask, like, it's is, really it, good. is it good? <laughs> they deep fry olives and chickpeas and put them in a big bowl for you to With, eat. With, like, Does shaved meats on a spit. Does like, he own all of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I can't go. I can't go. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> 
You fuck with Fritz. The, I don't eat your smorma. Best hangover food you've ever had. That's nice. Yeah, but your time there was like okay until it wasn't. Yeah, it was all right until it wasn't. We wouldn't make anything either because it was full service. So we would like run the food out and take drinks at the orders at the counter yeah, and you run have, everything like, a out. Number on a table. And when you situation. do everything, you somehow make less. I don't mm. know why. It is weird. We talked about this before. Wait, and they weren't like you order everything and then you pay for everything right there and then but you still get table service and then it's like do you leave a tip? Do you not leave a tip? And right. Half, it's it's like, usually like I'm still serving I'm running your food and busting your table and serving you drinks. But since you've got it all at the counter, paid for it at the counter, people tip really bad. I don't it's just weird. I I feel like when I first moved here I was like I don't understand what's going on, you know, cuz that's very yeah. it's not any York I felt thing. that way here too for yeah, I was, a whole a full year. It it yeah, just in general, what's going on? Uh but yeah, I was very much put off by waiting in a line to get to a menu, to get up to a counter, to then, to then have, go sit down. To then go sit down. And now I've realized that the nice thing on the back end is what I do like is you just can fucking leave there's no yes. asking for a check but it took me a year of resistance and puzzlement to be like oh i guess but i the, the conclusion i come to is like i like being waited on yeah and i I'm, like the process yeah i like the stages of it mm -hmm. you know i do too <laughs> but that's hard but i think once i really grasped what was going on i was like okay okay yeah 20% still. Right. But it's just confusing. Like, it's not because you're like, well, am I at a cat? Am I at a counter service place? Right. right. Like, what is this? A subway? And sometimes these places <laughs> don't have like their menu up on the wall. There's not a big one. It's all handheld. And then you don't get, you don't get your hands on it until like you are next in line. Yeah. And so it just like makes the process of like ordering it feels like, like even fast food. longer. Yeah. Always, yeah. It's always chaos at the point of sale because yeah. everyone's just getting the menus and they're crowding around trying to get menus. Yeah. Yeah, I got some qualms with that shit, but I know it's it's a big way for restaurants to uh, pay fewer workers. Pay fewer yeah. workers. <laughs> That's exactly totally what it is. That's I want to talk more about Southport <laughs> City Saloon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which I went in. I think I went in and saw you there like a couple times. Mm -hmm. well, can you describe aside from a beer garden? Did they have a food menu? What was their oh yeah, massive food menu, okay. open for lunch and dinner, Sunday brunch. Mm -hmm. That place was big and weird. It was too. huge, cavernous. It had like four, four rooms. rooms, and they like it had sunken? a whole front bar was there like that a was sunken like sunken room. Yeah, there was like a little fireplace room. It was massive, and so sometimes you'd have three tables, <laughs> and they'd be like, "You'd be like, oh no, like I've got one in the basement, yards away from one on the roof, and one in the in the sunken fire pit." <laughs> and the owner was so bad, he would like run our tables off. He'd get drunk and like get in fights with our tables and we'd have to like apologize for him. And so then everyone there is just like, well, we're going to drink for free during the shifts. And like, maybe I'll take a steak when I'm done. Cause fuck him. And he was like, I wrote about it. Like I wrote some blog, like yeah, some yeah. long piece about, it, but like he would also like fuck the cleaning lady and then bring his wife in and make her like bust the table <gasps> while they were eating. And he was like blaring Rush Limbaugh in the office. He had this oily mustache because someone told him he looked like Clark Gable fucking 50 years ago. And so he, he's just one of those old guys, you know, like an old piece of shit Chicago guy. Somehow got money. Somehow like, got this is a big lucky thing. on property he bought for probably nothing back when it was a shithole. And then it became cool. And then he still, you know, it was still dead half the time. And like. And like yeah, and then it got turned into some sports bar, I guess, and it's probably packed all the time. Like when how when you got the job there, was it just like an ad in the paper? Were you just or did you know someone that worked how there? Did I get that job? I think I was just looking around. Yeah, yeah, just making them stop stopping in and being like, I guess I could. Might have even been in the Reader. I feel like the commute, the Chicago, Chicago Reader. Reader, the commute to that place had to have sucked from where you lived because you were um, living up in Andersonville at the time, right? Yeah, I would walk and take a Clark bus and be okay. And it'd be about 45 minutes. But then I could listen to my music. Like, no, oh. totally. The ceremony of public transportation is, is a yeah. whole other. I was a know. hillbilly, so I was like in love with all of it. Yes. Like everything big city. I'm like, You're like I I'm going to dive into that book I've been my reading. My baby <laughs> takes the morning train. On yeah. repeat for a decade. <laughs> Throwing my hat up Aww. in the air and it freezes. Oh, little country mouse. Oh, I was working the Bartman game. That was intense. Mm -hmm. What does Bartman game Spacey mean? Spacey Bartman. Uh, the Cubs playoff game. When the Cubs play, they're playing the Marlins, and 
the interference with the fan happened. Okay. Whoa. Yep. Okay. I've grown but, men you know, weeping. And the Cubs like completely shit the bed after that. Like the whole game, like everyone all fell apart. They were oh. up three one when that happened mm-hmm. in the series, and every Cubs fan just was like, "It's so men, grown men crying." There's like two hour documentaries you can watch on the whole. Yes, event. I know, yeah. I know. But the the guy, like, I mean, he was almost run out of the city, yeah, right? Oh, like, like he had treated. to hide, change his identity, yeah. and. I was and at there was a, like a lifelong Cubs fan who was like listening to like WGN on the radio at the game like a true. He head. was like the dude, and he was probably like keeping score, like coached like it, little league, like yeah, true fan. I was at a viewing party on Waveland. This guy that we knew, who was a private detective, that then decided to take improv classes. At, okay, and everybody made friends with him, and he had like uh, three flats, the sorry, this three flat in yeah. um. Chicago on Waveland so you could actually see into Wrigley and he had um, one on one side and one on the other and one side was like his living quarters and the other sides were just like all for entertainment and sports and like the whole season we went there and there was like oh, always fucking dogs always broths always Swedish meatballs <laughs> always just coolers of alcohol everywhere like it was the best wow. thing ever um, so we were watching that game and it was fucking nutso it was so fun to be a part of like the playoffs in general like I was interning at um, Improv Olympic when they wanted to get in the playoffs and like Clark Street went crazy and yeah. like, it was really fun. Yeah. But um we saw people pelting garbage on him. Which you Awful. don't see a lot, like people just throwing shit all over him. I don't think. I don't think. I can honestly. I've only seen shame. one. <laughs> yeah. Truly, it was a total shame moment. Ooh. ooh, ooh. I think that's where Game of Thrones got the inspiration for <laughs> that Was department. <laughs> This makes sense to me now. A, when I was my brief stint in Chicago, it was a big playoff day, and I was just out on a walk through the neighborhoods because I yep. don't pay attention. Right. And this person yelled at me from their porch, "What are you doing?" <laughs> what are you You're doing? Like, me, me. And I was like, "What?" Me. He's like, "Why are you out walking?" <laughs> like, fully gave me. And I know that's not a Chicago. The game's on? Cause the game's on. He's like, "Why don't you go read a book or something?" I oh guess. Oh my goodness! And, and they and must have been losing like, at that point. That was what the mayor happening. Yeah, that was the mayor. But I, like, literally, I think that guy was a daily. I'm pretty sure he was a daily. Screamed at and chast. I was with That's I was with hilarious. Tony, and I don't know why because I know Tony was a, a, a you know a fan or whatever. But we were just whatever. We Tony's were... on a leash. He's just waiting for him to pee <laughs> out for a walk. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing walking? <laughs> Get your ass in front of a TV. <laughs> it is such a sports city that yeah. like that that took you kind me. of don't appreciate till you move out of it. Like New York's kind of a sports city, but it's got so much there's, other shit going on. There's just on. too many other. Uh, you LA know, doesn't things care at all. No, yeah, yeah. Chicago, if any team is winning, the whole city's obsessed. And that with is it. that is not my vibe yeah. at all. I was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going to a city with art. <laughs> Uh, I did kind of like. I liked some things about that bar. I don't know. It was a cool just being in a bar in Chicago, and like I could get some music on the jukebox occasionally. I remember "Heart of Saturday Night" by Tom Waits was on there, oh, and I'd get drunk one. and just drink to like Tom Waits. I love really that. stupid. <laughs> and you're like, I guess I should go home and not be here anymore. And no, but you... sometimes you can convince yourself that you know. Listen, it's Just poetic. Romantic. It's poetic yeah. and romantic being yeah. the sad dude pouring yeah, yeah. another bourbon yeah, yeah, yeah. and like hugging Alone the jukebox. The exactly. Yeah, yeah. You are Tom Waits in it. <sighs> we are going to talk today about um, working and serving in music venues is oh our topic today. Um, I thought this would be a really fun one to do. You know, James, we know you're a big music fan. You've been to concerts. You've seen concerts. Have you opened for bands? I opened for this guy, Will Hogue. He's like an Americana musician. Um, He's kind of blown up. But uh, I opened for him at this really nice place in Evanston. I forget the name of it. Oh, Space. Space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really Swanky venue, and he was great. He just wanted a comic to do to open for him because he likes comics or something. And someone recommended me, I guess, and like, and I just met him there, and I was like, "What? How's this gonna go?" Because I'd open for I've done I've done some comedy for like some friends who like in like backup bar rooms before they go on stage, and it's always a bad idea. Everyone is like, what is this? We didn't sign up for this. A man talking by himself? <laughs> Fuck you. Also, this show's free. Yeah, yeah. 
But like he was like, I remember, and we were talking about like Mr. Show and shit backstage. I'm like, oh, you guys are like comedy nerds, cool. And they were him and his band were really nice. And he was like, uh, do you want me to intro you or no? And I was like, yes, intro me, please. And then like he went out and was like, you know, bullshit. He never seen me, but he was like, I love this guy. We're very happy to have him. Like I saw his comedy, and I always wanted to have a comic open for us and introduced me. And like they loved me because you know the musician. Has to vouch for the seal comic. of approval. Yeah. yeah. And if the m- musician goes like, hey, I like this guy. You guys have to like him, too. Then they'll like you. But if you just walk out and start being like, who the fuck are you? Like, is this the door guy? Oh, uh, we saw Tenacious D in concert and watched an entire crowd turn on um, Neil Hamburger like I've never oh. seen ever. Like, they started throwing well, garbage at him. kind of that. Someone threw uh, something hard at him, and the, and the glass he had in his hand broke in his in his hand. <laughs> And then he was like, I think he was like, I'm done after that. Whoa. So, so this is so this That's is kind of weird because they're so they're weird. a comedy band. I know That's they didn't wild. get it, which is what I love so much about Neil Hamburger is yeah. people are like, who the fuck is this monster? <laughs> um, it's my favorite. Courtney Love. So that's kind of like. <laughs> With music venues, that's the thing we can kind of, you know, jump out of the gates. It's like, who's playing? What kind of crowd is this going to be? Right. You know, and we can talk about, I, I like a smaller club, like a Shubas, yeah. like a, like a, like probably like a Spaceland here, like an Echo, things like that. I do like the Echo. We've, we've seen shows together yes. at the Echo. Oh yeah. Dale Watson. Watson um, oh, man. You know, we so go see him you've again. got a different crowd who is coming to see a different artist like every night of the week. And so I think it's got to be really interesting as a server and bartender there to have to cater to that. I mean, they're all still like wild animals at the end of the day. I feel like they're fans of the venue. Yes. You know, like Shuba's crowds always knew how to act. And like I ran the open mic upstairs yeah. at Shuba's for years. I got him the gig. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But like I would go to see shows there all the time and, I, and they were great. And, you know, there's never like fights and like. You know, and Nadia, my girlfriend, worked there forever, and she loved it. I always loved the empty bottle crowds, too. Yeah, I liked that. That was a fun place. It closed eventually, right, while Did I was it? still living there? Or no, am I thinking of the double door? The double door. Double door. Okay, got it. The place was fine. Here's the, the cool <laughs> thing about the small venues, I think, and then research I've done is... Not a fan <laughs> of the double door. Nah, not really. This was fine. But, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I Two and a half stars. I just shut it down. <laughs> Sorry. I'm the one that shut that place down, actually. You shut it down um, right now. But with the smaller <laughs> venues, just doing research and what I've read is like a lot of bartenders stick around. Like there's not no. a lot of turnover in staff with no, these places. I don't think so. I think this is also one of those, had I not been so obsessed with getting a record store job, yeah. I probably would have then, because that fight took years for mm-hmm. anyone to let me in. I think if I had not done that, I probably would have, as a little bit older music freak, probably yeah. fought for bartending in a venue like that because oh, yeah if i didn't have to have nights off for comedy and mm-hmm. shit i would love that as a as a gig i mean i always remember at the empty Get to bottle see bands in, for free and like, yeah the bottle in chicago <laughs> there was always like the punk rock scary lady behind the bar bartender yes, and i was, was always great. like she's the best and she's been here forever and yeah. you just have to be like direct and say what you want and not be an asshole and then everything is fine mm-hmm. you yep. know then you do not you do not enrage the bartender no because you're allowed to enrage them it's a concert venue there is no complaining about service right get your cup of beer and get the fuck exactly. out of my face like, like don't just like say yeah, you don't have to scream at them either they've probably been screamed at their whole life when the yeah. band's playing you can talk at a normal voice and like really make your lips move and enunciate and- that you'd like a PBR, and which also- is and don't fucking open a tab for one drink, close the tab, then come back and open another tab for <laughs> one fucking drink, and then close fucking. Guilty. Know how much you're gonna drink. Don't order anything foofy or complicated because you'll get daggers, oh. <laughs> daggers. coming back at you. Daggers. You'll actually get a dagger in your drink. Yeah, can I get it? Yeah. It's strawberry daggery. Uh, um, don't order that. Well, in Detroit, I mean, because I there were only a few venues, which is where like I saw everybody, and I mean yeah. that staff did not turn over at the uh, the Magic Stick, which was such oh, a great, yeah. great fucking rock and roll venue. And of is course, it still around? Yeah, it's oh, the Majestic, God. the Magic Stick. I feel it's like most of my favorite. I'm so old. Like most of my favorite venues are closed. Like. She told me this subject and uh, topic. And oh, it gets real nostalgic real fast. Yeah. And, I w- and like we would go to, I went to a college in Western Kentucky and Nashville was like a 45 minute drive. So we would go to Nashville every mm-hmm. week and see bands. 
and all those venues just about are gone because Nashville downtown is totally totally unrecognizable. Like three twenty eight, I saw like the best shows of my life there, and it was just this dingy shotgun long room, like two dollar PBRs, you know. And you probably saw the same bartender and servers there like the yeah, whole time. Yeah, um, it, but yes, know, lifers, lifers, totally lifers. Mm-hmm. Probably because all the bullshit you put up with on the front end of a concert, which I'm sure you're going to get into, you are paid off at the back end by yeah. forming bonds with musicians you admire, right? Mm-hmm. You're or marrying like them, or like music who knows, or sleeping fan. with them. Like as a female, I'm like, yeah, would have been such a <laughs> such a great way. <laughs> to not be a creepy groupie where you're like, I have the power. I serve the Well, that's the, the thing, too, is when you are a bartender. <laughs> We're in a co-workers. Sm- right? Exactly. When you're a bartender in a small Dave music Matthews. venue like this, you, you're you in charge and you know everything. People come to you for knowledge. Like, where do I unload my gear? How do I get my band this? How do I right. that? And you are the one that's in charge of all of that, the staff specifically. Um, so I do think you get like a true bond with bands running through probably local musicians yeah, it's and, like then, a like, comedy and then club. your locals at the same time. It's like a good comedy club. Like I had a good comedy club, kind of everyone kind of knows every job mm-hmm. or like where totally yeah, how absolutely. to do everything because you have to because it's so much chaos. Um, so when things do get chaotic though, during venues, uh, or at concert venues, you know, there's always like your main bar you can get to, but then there's always like a weird, a little small, there's the sleepy bar. secret bar. Yeah. That's- I love a I love a sleepy secret bar. And that's usually not directly next to the bathroom nope. where that's like the high traffic area. You go up to like another little, it's upstairs in a balcony <laughs> or something like that. And that's the bartender that you always bond with. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 You can take, he's got more time. He remembers what you want. He has it <laughs> waiting for you cause he sees you, you know? Like this is amazing. To predator. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then and then you, eyes on you. Then you get your one drink, and they're like, "Hey, I poured you another one. That'll be thirty dollars." <laughs> drinks oh, you didn't are. Order it? I heard you order it. it drinks are so. I mean, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I um, feel like I saw more beer tubs. Remember, there used to be like beer tubs. Yeah, like, at, at the each bigger corner? concert, and you do get they still like do the that a lot? probably at, like the bigger shows, and then. Places where they give you like the big aluminum like bottle of Bud Light, I they like crack I open. hate an aluminum bottle of beer more yeah, than yeah. anything it's in the world. Pretty gross, but that well, is what you get at concert venues and stuff like that. And plastic, yeah. you're not getting glassware. No, 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 definitely. I'm Americans, not. and we'll kill somebody. With yeah. Them. And now that I'm seeing like a, you know, oh gosh, I saw a lot of shows this spring and summer, and everyone has the like, do you want a regular drink or should we just save you a trip and make it a double? And it's like twenty five dollars. Put a second mortgage out on your home. It's, it's a lot of money, but you're sort of like, well, getting mm. two maybe less strong ones is. Yeah, there this is, is a deal that Brooke got very excited about, like the the wine, the covered wine. Uh, you would sippy cups they gave you at venues. I remember you being like, "They put this one in a sippy cup. Can you fucking believe it?" The bartender hooked me up. Like, <laughs> well, also, but so say like the outdoor venue, like when you go to the bowl during the summer, the Hollywood Bowl yeah. or the Greek, you get in that crazy ass line. Oh, the Greek line. Where nice. those bartenders are just uncorking entire bottles of wine dumping it into giant um 7-Eleven slurpee cups and then it's because you can't take the glass in yeah. but their job is to dump a nice bottle of wine into a huge plastic container and shove you away but that's <laughs> only on the dump um, and shove at the bowl it, that you can they only do the dump and shove uh <laughs> On nights where they have like uh, leased out to an artist, so when exactly. we saw Paul Simon, right. but if you go to see anything the symphony is doing, right. you, you can, can bring glass as much glass as you want. Because into the when venue. you're seeing oh. a symphony, they have faith that you're not going to break a bottle mm. over someone's head and then fight them with the jagged piece. No. Like you Y'all might ain't seen me at a goddamn cut symphony. to me a one bottle of white in. Play <laughs> the shock. Everybody just rushes at one time. So you have like your big rush and then you have a lull and then maybe people trickle in through the night, which is uh, what? Well, and then what you got to play pick your song. Like that's the hardest part for me. Like what song do I go pee? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Anything sure. off the new album? <laughs> I'm out of there. Get me the fuck out of here. Um, do you guys, and you've seen them, like the, 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 the cocktail, the cocktailer of the night, the woman who I mean, pushes her body through the crowd of people, a sea of people, Holding her black tray up uh, high with drinks all over it is my heart rate is through the roof right now. 
um, generally smaller venues, obviously, yeah. uh, where you would have a cocktailer that just does not exist in large, large spaces. Unless, unless you're at like a fancy chase lounge or right. some shit Cocktail- like that. Or cocktailing yeah. like a private box or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, yeah, that to me is nuts because it's like people, it's totally fine if people are dancing, jumping, having a great mm. time, totally encouraged at a concert and you're trying to weave through. It's terrible. It's abuse. Woof. That is, yeah. <laughs> That's a skill. It is a skill. Yeah, oh yeah, and I mean, it really is major, major props for and anyone who can do that. Have had plenty a cocktail server like really take care of you, really be on the ball, and like it's so much easier than going to the fucking bar just to like. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm. I've never had that. I have only. What venues are? I mean, I've. I believe you, but I'm acting like I've seen sure, it. Like, I don't think I've seen Shuba's it. Shuba's had them on, well, the, on the main you guys floor. Are, you guys get I'm real Chicago no, specific Nadia sometimes. Did that the Metro sometimes. had them in the upstairs bar. Metro had them, yeah. I believe. I can see the benefit of that for sure because it helps keep some of the flow yeah. and the backup away from the bartender there. Totally. And I'm getting flashes to like you having to pay and like people yelling and being like, that'll be that's yeah. $11. <laughs> and then you just like leaving that one on the tray thing you know it was i like those yeah memories. okay i mean it's ringing a bell i just am feeling like not re- definitely at smaller places though yeah Sh- Shubas Shubas is, is like the a one really i really remember it at like they did it for like every show every show because they had that little bar set up in the yep. back and she would feed the, that bartender would feed the cocktail waitress or you could order or you go to the her, main bar or you could go to the main bar yeah well, and I'm I'm picturing too with the with the venue and the influx because I think most people, if they're smart and they like to drink beer, they're like, "Beer's what I'm drinking tonight." Yeah. It's easy; you get it the fastest. But when you see the bartenders in that flow, where they are just using their tool to open <laughs> beers, you know, they've got their opener, but they're uh, just yeah, using it to pop back tabs. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think funny too. This is I'm that person who. Um, when I don't like a band and I've already had a little too much to drink, you know me, I, I disappeared from the lodge room this summer. I was like, this band sucks. And I went and I pouted. <laughs> she gets angry. I went and I pouted in the bar next door. And that's a whole different breed of customer. Oh yeah. Cause this is usually the bartender's downtime, you know, where they're like, all right, like, We'll take a breather while the band's on, and I'm like, "Excuse me, we no got br- up there. There now. are no breathers here. There are no breathers yeah. when this band <laughs> sucks. Um, this band should take a band you. should take a breather. We found you, and like everybody knew your name in that bar. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're like, Brooke, do you need anything else?' I was like, "What have you done? You'd had like you'd had I like a drawing. whole steak meal or something. I, I, ate I was like, like how did you get that food so quick? Well, listen, I remember it because I ate a real weird mix. I had some sort of like coffee." <laughs> And How quickly did you give up on this band? Real quick. And <laughs> you had a three-course meal. And I had a three-course meal. I was journaling and drawing. Oh, wow. I just went. I, I went for the mood. You know like, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going to have a night either way. But so there's me. I always, I still carry my journal and my colored pencils on me today just in case the band sucks. Like, I know because I don't like to be rude. I'll make it's like, my own fun. Thank you, right? <laughs> um, no, none of those bartenders wanted to talk to me. <laughs> They did not want to talk to me, and but I imagine it's so funny that the the bars probably get the weird like the angry girlfriend who got dragged to a show, yes. the someone who's not into it. Let's go. One thing which, when I look yeah. this up, it is on okay. all sorts of lists um, of like top ten ways to lose your hearing. Like being a bartender or server at a concert venue is one of the top ones. I mean, especially we're talking about people who are lifers. I mean, I'm always like, good, good, good when I see bartenders wearing earplugs, which I think should almost be a requirement. You should at this point, too, um, because I'm dating someone who's really damaged his ears from DJing loud music, seeing a shit ton of like screamo concerts at a young age. And just in general, rule of thumb, even if the level doesn't bother you. I mean, I know some of you know this, but earplugs make the concert so good. Regardless, your hearing is better because you're filtering yeah, out the ambient cool. <laughs> when you have like <laughs> neon green pieces of foam sticking out um, of your ear or orange but no, you know what cool. i usually look around i'm like that's a professional that's a professional <laughs> concert goer this person knows music because yeah, they yeah. know i mean oh, I, i've definitely lost hearing you don't want to be that bartender who has like the old timey like hearing horn that they have to put <laughs> When someone's taking an order, you don't want to be that guy. Oil can. Yeah, oil. 
I mean, it's a whole thing. You know, people, employees, um, yeah, bars, nightclubs, concert like, halls. I, you know, I was are... one of those front row idiots. Too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in your younger right days. in the You're speaker. Like, yeah. But if the speakers, <laughs> are, they're dangerous levels. I'm of like, sound. oh, I have kind of worse hearing in my right ear. I'll stand with so I can hear better with my left, with my ear bad to ear closer yeah. to the. Oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I ain't smart or nothing. I ain't no symphony guy. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you could probably like lose your hearing from a symphony too. And not only that, you're all, people are screaming on top of it. Mm. It's so much noise in one place, like super loud. And then, yeah, people are yelling at you all night long and you're just, I don't know. It seems like a lot to have to deal with. And just can you, getting off work, the buzz in your head must be insane. How do you as a staff, especially you all have kind of similar taste in music. How do you get through when the venue books like, shitty band <laughs> totally. just because it's going to make money for the venue you know yeah. yeah absolutely especially somebody who's like known for indie rock like uh booking like like a metal it's like a metal band is in town you know yeah, yeah. i thought we could play a fun game too to be like um what band is playing and how does that affect your night you know or like what do you think is the number one drink ordered uh, at a metal well, show Billy okay. Morgan's playing <laughs> look out ladies <laughs> wants to cry into your sweater that's one cue ball i'd like to polish <laughs> oh let me get the not buffer really. not really i get the buffer out um <laughs> but i do think that is really weird to have to be like is it always dead on folk and country night is it always crazy on metal night is hip-hop night like the the, the best night you'll have financially should we play, play the, the game? game let's play the game reggae bands in town Reggae okay. band's playing tonight. Oh, uh, beer and rum, which they probably brought in themselves on flasks. They're high on joints. Oh, yeah. No money for you. <laughs> right. Well, what kind of reggae? White people reggae or yeah. real reggae? Or rap, or rap rock reggae? <laughs> like actual reggae. 311? Actual reggae. You're going to get some wine sales. Because that's your like uh, international music heads. Mm -hmm. Not like your fratty, like... Red Stripe. People are going to want to drink Red Stripe. It's going to be Red Stripe. <laughs> we just keep saying Jamaican things. Yeah. A lot of jerk chicken. Yeah. yeah they drink it. Yup. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, how about like a new age band comes in? New age? Yeah. New age band? New age. Yes. Okay. So this this is when you absolutely are getting um a lot of wine drinking, shandies, Oh, Wine they love spritzers. a shandy. They do love a spritzer. <laughs> or someone's coming, like, okay, so it's the guy with the long ponytail and the flowing robes, and he's like, one of your oldest bottles of wine, please. And yeah, like, somebody wants to chat wine with you at a bar. Chats wine at a, a, a concert. Music venue. And you're like, uh, that's going to be the Yellowtail 2018. Yeah, none of our wines yeah. are over $40, yeah. It actually sir. comes in a, a, little, a little mini bottle. <laughs> I just crack it here and pour it into a plastic cup. Enjoy! <laughs> He's like, oh, honey, is that going to be a problem? Was <laughs> <sighs> your uh, craft beer ethically sourced? Exactly. Yeah, Indie Rock. A little bit of that shit, too, maybe. But yeah, that's what you're... Craft your beer, P whiskey. PBRs, PBRs. But also craft beer. You start with the nice stuff, and then... One craft beer, yep. then PBRs and shots. Yep. That's totally true. PBR and shot. And there's always usually like a little bit of a PBR and shot special. Ooh. Happening. Punk show for sure, PBRs. Yeah. Any the cheapest beer you have. Or old Hams. style if we're mm. being regional. I was thinking too, like, so say if it's like a Beyonce or Lizzo concert, okay? A lot of fancy bitches who are hashtag worth it. Um, because they're one hundred percent that bitch. Vodka soda. I think a lot of vodka extra soda. Fruit. Yep, extra fruit. A lot, a lot of Tito's. Mm-hmm. A lot of Tito's for sure. <laughs> I would say Yes. To this is all of this that. is when you're also going to be shaking a lot of bad margaritas. Unfortunately, you can force a bartender to make yeah. a marg because the ingredients are there. And that night, your heart should really go out to the pe the people who have to clean up the ladies' restaurant. If you are going to music venues, small clubs, big clubs, mm -hmm. please make sure and take care of your servers and bartenders. Obviously, obviously, yeah, they don't set the prices. They don't. They it's do not, not set. It's not their fault the that prices. you just got a $30 <laughs> jug of wine. But, which, let's be fair, it was a whole bottle. Okay. Um, the other thing, too, is like everything we've said before, you know, if you're able to do it, uh, if you can stand out in the sea of concert goers, the whole like tip fat the first time and they'll probably mm -hmm. pick you out when you're running up so you can get another drink before your you know the hit comes on and right. you want to get back to your spot and but time your edibles time your time edibles, your edibles for sure. couldn't agree more <laughs> i really got it down this spring i feel like i'm i'm, I'm honing in yeah
Cool. I will, let's go see a rock show. Where are we going? I don't know. Somewhere that has good mojitos. I just want to <laughs> sit. I'm old now. I just want to sit down. I really like the Troubadour. Oh, yeah. The Troubadour I is yet. I think it's a perfect. Dream. It's a perfect Isn't it? Drink. It's, it's the perfect so beautiful. size. The bar's yes. in the perfect place. Yep. You can see from everywhere. Upstairs viewing room, great. too. Jenny and Lewis was like, there when uh, I was there seeing the cactus blossoms. Oh, very nice. And just <laughs> uh, nothing, just like pure rock and roll history there at the Troubadour. Yeah, it's a great venue. James, thanks for being here. Hey, are we done already? Yeah. We're done. It flew by. Done, man. It flew by like a hit song. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fakest laugh fake. I've yeah. ever had. As always, you guys, remember you can send us server submitted stories, any ideas for topics that maybe we haven't covered. Give us a shout on Instagram. Yeah, here's the thing we also like to say. If you're really enjoying the podcast, what's been so awesome is you guys word of mouth sharing with your coworkers at restaurants and bars. We love that. If you've been listening and haven't shared it, do us a favor. Tell one person today who you think might really enjoy it. Um, and if you get a chance, we know there's a bunch of you out there listening, but we only have a few reviews. You know, we know there's a bunch of you. Go smash that five star and write something nice about us. We love you. We'll see you next time.